I want you to help me welcome back to uh, the C.L. Bryan Show, my good buddy, Captain Black, Nadra Enzi. How are you, brother? Brother, I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really good. Nadra, listen, you know as well as I do that Tim Scott is the Democrats. It's, it's the, the Uncle Tom that they are talking about. It's them. It's them. They're the ones. Nadra, talk to us about this, this the dichotomy that you, this, this paradox that these folks are creating when it comes to race. Talk to us. What I love about the so-called alleged anti-racist is when somebody black disagrees with them, instead of just saying, okay, you disagree and you go on with your day, no, now we start getting denigrating racist comments. Uncle Tim, which Twitter just banned, by the way. I'm glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. You get Uncle Tim, you get... The N-word being used, now, of course, if a Republican did it, he or she would have to resign from public life. But it's okay when a woke white person or even a sleepwalking black person attacks Tim Scott and uses that word. That's why I say, yes, we still have racism in America, much of it from the left. Because if that were not the case, Tim Scott wouldn't have been trending and he wouldn't have been called the N-word. You better believe it. Let me then ask you, Nadra, you use the word uh, that is floating around our society right now, in our in our nation right now, woke. What is uh, woke? Talk to me. Sure. As they define it, woke means that you realize that everything in the world is seen through a leftist lens. Now, we would define woke as meaning you are trying to sort of take everything and stick it in the trash compactor <laughs> claim that there's, there was nothing good before this philosophy came along and that there were no achievements before this philosophy came along. It's, it's a lot of leftist egotism. You know, the, the other day, let, let me chime in on this then. The other day I had sure. on Dr. Uh, Kia Ellis on the show with me. And she said something, I think it was just profound. She says, if we buy into this woke thing, then we have to say that Dr. King, the Civil Rights Movement, Rosa Parks, Medgar Evers, all of them failed. And and now what they're trying to do is revitalize. Is that actually what they're saying when, when, they're, when, when they're talking about this? Talk to us, Nadra. I think if you extrapolate it, yeah. They're trying to say that everybody from Malcolm X and the Black Panthers on one end to, like you said, Dr. King and Meg Evers on the other, somehow were not black enough. Somehow were not effective enough. And it, it's simply not true. I mean, it, it's one thing to say that we still have a ways to go, as the Civil Rights Movement would always say. But it's another thing to get this egotistical delusion that only millennials, white millennials, and then blacks will say only what white millennials want them to say, that this is the only group of people in America that have ever significantly addressed race in any way, shape, or form. Right. It's delusional, it's egotistical, and it's inaccurate. You know, you know, it's amazing sometimes when I see young blacks and whites uh, uh, on with Captain Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, 
Uh, it's amazing, Nadja, when I see young blacks and white who are in this woke thing, and you realize that their lives have basically been that of privilege. You talk about uh, the success of your parents and, and the family that you came from. I came from a very similar uh, type of family, you know, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and making the best out of life and expecting your children to do the same as far as that's concerned. But when I see these kids uh, trying to reenact our parents' lives and, and my grandparents' lives, Nadra, I, you, have, you can't help but say, this kid doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to being abused racially in this country. They don't. What makes them want to pursue that, Captain? I think that, well, one, like I told you, I can't accept that you're telling me the best that young millennial urban men can come up with a sticking a gun in somebody's face as a response to real or imagined injustice in their lives. And it's quite clear that you propagandize young people to the point that the socialist fantasy of being able to bring down the white middle class, we're almost there. You know, we we don't have policing like we used to have policing. We don't have prosecution like we used to have prosecution. We don't have, depending on your opinion, court verdicts like we used to, you know, we are looking at a new regime where whatever the complainers say goes without any facts necessary. You know, Nadra, let me ask you this. You just you just brought up a very interesting point because, you know, the other day they, they, they tossed, uh, as my cop friends say, they went and tossed Rudy Giuliani's house, uh, raided his house. Six o'clock in the morning, man. Boom, boom, boom. He was there. Open the door. Who is it? Uh, FBI. What you going to do? Yeah, you going to open the door. You going to open the door. Or they coming in anyway. And so open the door. Nadra, my, my question to you. Okay, you know that the target then has to be on you and me and anyone who, who thinks like you and me. Whether they're black or white, it has to be on you and me. How far do we let them push us before we actually begin to see revolution break out in this country, man? Because I am telling you, I know Americans who this thing is getting on their last nerve. You know I travel a lot. You know I go in and out of all kind of circles. This thing is beginning to just weigh on the last nerve. How far are we going to be pushed, Nadrienzi? I'm going to be honest with you. We have really reached almost that tipping point. And, you know, you're from Louisiana, I'm here in New Orleans. Constitutional carry has successfully passed the legislature, and our Democratic governor says he's going to veto it. Rudy Giuliani and Roger Stone, some feel, are the targets of politically motivated payback because of their support of the 45th president. Wow. And that's exactly what the deal is. In a Nixon's enemies list is going on. There was a question that was asked: Why is it okay to ban then Uncle T Uncle Tom, Uncle Tim? How, why ban that? I mean, do they have? I mean, if you put it up, if you put it out there, isn't free speech still just free speech? Let's talk. How come we're into this banning thing, man? I may not agree with what you say, but Nadra, 
I am dedicated to defending with my life, if necessary, your right to say it in this country. They claim they want free speech. They claim they want free thought, but they really don't. They don't want competition. They don't want opposition. They want not a double standard, but a single standard. They finally had to ban the Uncle Tim thing because when you deplatform other people who have not even said or typed anything one tenth as heinous, then you have to deplatform or you just then you have to ban that particular state. They're getting caught up. And it becomes and every and every blue moon they actually have to do the right thing to justify all the wrong things they've done. And and it becomes a vicious uh, cycle that eats away at our society. Like you just said, well, hey, they now feel like it's like making a bad call in basketball. The referee makes uh-huh. a bad call in basketball. And so at the other end, he going to make another bad call on somebody to get it, to try to even up the score. This is what's seemingly going on here, man, is that everybody trying to even the score for stuff. You can't if you messed up down on the other end of the floor, there's no sense in trying to mess it up on the other up, up on the other end. That's what we're doing. We're chasing our tails, Nadra. We're, how do we so- to be honest with you, in the case of Senator Scott, if you have a likable, very likable candidate for some field, higher office or now, you know, let history decide if that's the case or not. So of course they've got to demonize it. I mean the point is they have had a banner year. They got both sides of the house. They got the White House. They control big tech. And now here comes this happy warrior who rebuts their president. And he's getting all this good press. So, of course, they've got to try to tear him down because the only thing they're concerned about is power. It's not about helping black people. It's not about righting the wrongs of history. It's about power. It is about power. It is about... Nadra, tell everybody, uh, before we go on with our conversation, how to get in touch with you and how to engage you. And folks, let me tell you something. You should get in touch with Nadra and get him to a place near you. In fact, I would love to have you out on the trail with me. Uh, opening, opening an act. Oh, one of my opening acts for me, and <laughs> for me, Nadra. And uh, I think people need to be exposed to what you're talking about, man. I've told a lot of well, folks you. about you, and I think it's time for me to be more proactive where it comes to you. Well, thank you very much. You can find me on at Cat Black USA. That's C A T B L A C K U S A on Twitter or American Cougar on Instagram. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, hey, Nadra, let me ask you this then. Okay, Joe Biden gave his speech last night. And of course, the the clowns over at CNN and MSNBC, the usual suspects, all of them. Clown News Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clown, (laughs) Clown News Network. All of them were just giving him glowing reviews and all that kind of thing, right? Give me Nadra, Captain Black's Enzi's uh, um, take on Joe Biden and what you saw. Although I know you work at night. You may, t- tell us about what you, what you have recapped from this show. I mean, from the, the speech. Thankfully, the bipartisanship of which he speaks is the same single standard. He's going to try to push through another trillion dollar package by executive order if necessary. 
that energy independence is no longer the case. And the great takeaway from last night, no amendment is absolute. Wow. Some interpret as the Second Amendment. Others interpret as the First Amendment. I contend all of the amendments are in danger. Because this is what he's putting on the table. He wants to expand the Supreme Court and not in a bipartisan fashion. He wants to redo the Federal Election Commission from a bipartisan to a one-party political entity. So again, he's telling you that here's a single standard and whether I'm around to even see it or not, this is what's going to happen. This is the direction the Democratic Party has decided on. They're going to dictate. Here's what you do, and if you don't accept it, you will be punished. That was to me, that was a takeaway from the speech last night. You know, Captain, I, 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 got a, I got a cold chill when I was looking past him at Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and Kamala Harris, knowing that we were looking at one, two, and three in line for the presidency. They, th- those, uh, Kamala, one heartbeat away, and uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, two heartbeats away from the presidency of the United States. If you are, if you love this country and you saw that last night, it was, I, I, a friend of mine, we were, we were talking and I said, this is horrific. This is horrifying what you're seeing taking place. Give me your take on uh, your vice president on, on the, the so-called vice president of the United States. Cause if he easily illegitimate and, and in my opinion, he is, everybody knows how I feel about it. Then she has to be too. Uh, give me your, your take on, on, uh, on uh, what's happening with Kamala. She hadn't been down to the border. Uh, everything that she has said is contingent upon something else. I don't know. What are they doing? Talk to us. Uh, outside of Kabuki theater, it's clear that vice president Harris for all intents and purposes, is the president of the United States. She's, you know, she's playing it low-key, but you notice that he has had her front and center with uh, different international delegations. And she's just waiting her turn. I mean, they're playing out this script where he pretends like he's president, and I don't know if he decides to retire or they invoke the 25th Amendment. You know, I don't know what the... The game, the end game is that we do know that she's just playing, you know, biding her time until she gets to be president. I'm assuming she's going to assume the presidency <laughs> and run for re-election. That, I mean, that's my theory because you have, unfortunately, a president right now who can barely function as nasty as he was at Clarence Thomas in 1991. At least he was in full possession of his faculties, unlike now. Yeah, this is true. This is true, folks. I don't care. I don't care how partisan you are, how Democrat you are. Joe Biden is just not all there. In fact, uh, it, it would have been it would have been hard for my 94 year old grandfather to trip up the stairs once, let alone trip up the stairs three times and fall down. <laughs> he was he was agile almost up until a month before he passed away. He was so agile. But anyway, Nadra, let me ask you, let me close with this. Uh you do a lot of work. You've talked about uh legacy here before. Tell share with us. Uh you got about um, about no, I tell you what, Nadra, hang with me. Can you stay with me through the break? Sure. Stay with me yeah. through the break. Uh, I I want to dis- I want to discuss something uh with you as well before I uh, want you to talk about legacy. 
uh, with me. I'm on with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. He's going to come back with me on the other side of the break, and I want to give him the time to um, uh, say what, uh, to answer the question that I need to ask him as far as concerned. I want to talk about a little bit about Louisiana and uh, this uh, hysteria that was going on throughout the country. I want to see how it's going down there in Louisiana, my home uh, state. And uh, I'm here in Florida. All of you know I've made it over here to Florida. We've kicked it off over here in Florida. And uh, we're about to launch our YouTube channel. All of that's about to happen. Uh, Go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook page and be sure to scroll over to our videos and see all of the media stuff that we are doing at FreedomWorks. And just so, so glad to see how we're expanding our reach uh, even further uh, throughout the Fruited Plains. Become a part of a movement to build, educate, mobilize the largest grassroots effort in uh, the nation. FreedomWorks, freedomworks.org. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, this is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be back with Captain Black, Nadra Enzi, when I return coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, over the largest talk platform in uh, the nation that is red state talk if you're traveling through times square look up above iconic ripley's believe it or not there in times square right across the street from bb kings oh yeah and up above there is housed the red state talk billboard the talk monster billboard and uh, every hour the cl bryant show pops up there and old cl's looking right back at you in Times Square. Thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become. And it's because of guests like I have here. Uh, Captain Black, Nadrenzi, sometimes my friend Sean Hannity comes up. Michelle, you know, Sean wants to come on. We just never schedule it. Uh, so let's get let's get with Linda and get get Sean on the show because I need to I need to roast him the way he roasts me uh, these days when uh, he has me on his show. But I'm so glad uh, to be friends with him. We've been friends a long time now going on 12, nearly 12 years uh, now. And so we got guests like Nadra, Sean, Judge Janine, uh, people like that. And then just uh, folks who always want to 
advance the state of America. We have them on this show. And so thank you for making it as popular as it has become. Nadra, you were going to you have told everybody how to get in touch with you. But I was wanting to ask you about home uh, here, my home in Louisiana. I have seen among black folks in particular, a certain hysteria that seems to transcend. They almost wear the mask, it seems. And I don't really get looked at funny uh, by uh, Caucasians. I get looked at real funny, though, by black folks when I don't have on a mask and they are all masked up. What? Why are we so susceptible to hysteria like that? Captain Black, talk to us. One of the myriad downsides of being colonized by political ideology is you sort of absorb it as, and not being sacrilegious, but as gospel, you will say. Yeah, yeah, so I hear you, I hear you. When the powers of be, because case in point, in New Orleans, we still have a mass mandate, even though the state has lifted the mass mandate for most public spaces, but have left up to each parish and each city government whether or not to maintain them. So for a lot of our folks, we feel like if someone isn't wearing a mask, even though your mask protects you, in theory, from whatever they may fail, that this person is going against whatever has been handed down oftentimes by, um, by Democratic officials, if we're talking about a place like here. And even if we're not talking about a democratic place, people, a lot of our folks just feel like it is coming from the government. It needs to be obeyed implicitly, except, I guess, if there's a traffic stop with a police officer. I'm not trying to make light, but it's just it's kind of looking at the paradoxes. But, yeah, wearing a mask, people, you know, some black folks might tap you on the street almost because they feel like you're just doing something that is going to mortally endanger them. And it's because of liberal colonization. You want to wear a mask? Wear one. You don't want to wear a mask? Don't wear one. But we don't need to attack each other. It's still pretty much, except for where it's explicitly mandated, an individual choice. If I have on my mask and CL, you don't. Is something supposed to fly out of your nostrils and rip the mask off of my face and go up my nostrils? I mean, what's the logic here? Wow. And, you know, they make it seem that way. They make it seem as though uh, that that's that's what what you have just described. That's what's going to happen if you pass somebody on the outside in the sunshine. They have actually said to some of these summer camps, and this is the stupidest thing I'd heard in a long time, that the kids have to wear a mask at summer camp even when they're playing outside. But, of course, that was pretty much shot down almost immediately. But this is how hysterical this has gotten. And, and it is just, it's just amazing how we can be led by fear. Does the fear continue? Is that, what, is that what Joe Biden does when he talks about Jim Crow? Is that the fear that he's wanting to in, instill? Absolutely. Look, liberals had nothing to rebut Donald Trump with except to say we're going to make everything that he represents verboten. To quote Newt Gingrich when he tried to raise certain issues once on Fox News. So we live in an environment now where that which goes against a liberal narrative in large measure can simply be removed from existence. 
Wow. And we've got to keep pushing back because we have a right to have our views put on the table, particularly when we're talking about things as important as public policy, public health, public safety, homeland security, national security. There can't be a single standard where only one side has the only narrative and the only decision made. We, we see where that's headed. You know, I don't want anybody to attack you on the street because you're not wearing a mask. And conversely, I wouldn't want a mask wear attacked by people who aren't wearing masks. We've got to get to the point where we accept that people make different decisions instead of this kind of this imperialist mindset where, where if you don't do what I want you to do, I don't have the right to silence you, but to sanction you. And to even, in some cases, attack you. As we saw from the past four years, that people wore red hats with one little statement on the front of them. Yeah, yeah. It was okay to beat them up in the streets. Yeah, yeah. It was all right to almost burn down a federal courthouse in Portland for months on end. Wow. You know, that's not the world that a lot of us, including some liberals with sense, want to live in. But clearly we're going to have to fight to reinstate those things we once thought were givens. And we all had a right to our opinion that we have the freedom of motion, that we could make informed decisions about our health. Wow. You know, Nadra, you know, know, Nadra, you you, you said something there that I really don't want to be lost on uh, with the people. You said something that we have been able to make our own decisions for ourselves whether or not somebody else agreed with it or not, our health care, all, all, all of that that you have decided that you have named has decidedly been altered. Uh, even our health care is, is basically out of our hands. It, it, it's been altered. Our our speech, the way we talk, it, it, it's uh-huh. all being altered. How is it that you and I are talking about it? Yes, we're talking about it. We are exposing it, but yet, Captain Black, it is still happening. It's still going on. It hasn't stopped. In fact, it's progressed in ways that we never thought. What's happening here, man? Unfortunately, people like us are not controlling big tech and many, not all, but many of the seats of power at all levels of government. And some hope that the midterms and others hope that the 2024 presidential election will change that. But if we do not push back, then we will be placed in a position like the Krulots in old Soviet Russia where you just get demonized and you get dictated to, or the Uyghur in communist China, whose only crime is that they happen not to be communists. They happen not to be of the majority ethnicity in China. These are some examples. And, of course, we can come closer to home. <laughs> you know, it's okay to call a black senator uncle something and the N-word. But conversely, if you were to go across the aisle and call somebody that, and I would, and I would oppose it just as vehemently, Yes, indeed. It would be wrong. Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Can't have a single standard in the Constitutional Republic. Oh, my goodness. The standard is freedom for all citizens, natural born and naturalized. If if it's not freedom, 
then here's what we have. A situation where government plays favorites, and when government plays favorites, everybody loses. Nadra, I'm up against the clock. I've got uh, two and a half minutes is what I have left, but I, I want you to tell us all. I think you've shared this with us before, but share with us one more time uh, if you have legacy. Um, what does Nadra Enzi, what does Captain Black want us to remember once, oh, 60 years from now when, when you're rocking on the porch looking off into the sunset with, with whomever that might be holding your hand? Let me ask you this. What, what do you want us to say about you? What do you want to be said? That I didn't bow down, that I stood up, that I fought, that I shared, and that I was. That's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You definitely was there, no doubt about it, because we lived in the time. Of Captain Black and CL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. God, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you, uh, my friend. And uh, hey, hold it down there in, in New Orleans. Uh, uh, coming, you, and you enjoy yourself in the great, free, and sunshiny state of Florida. I'm gonna do my absolute best. And uh, hey, listen, you got to come visit, brother. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> 